Hello, and welcome to the Living My Resilient Life podcast. Be prepared for funny cat anecdotes as well as stories near and dear to my heart. My name is Caitlin Roller, and I can't wait to share my experiences of living life with resilience. Hello, and welcome back to episode number two. Uh, Thank you to every single person who either texted me, called me, commented on my post, everyone who reached out to me. Um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your support as I kind of take on this new adventure. Uh, It's definitely not easy to one, put yourself out there, and to two, know that you're doing something that's totally out of your comfort zone, knowing that of you'll make mistakes. I mean, of course you will. Um, I was listening back to my first episode um, just to kind of see some areas that are worth improving. <laughs> uh, one, does anyone else really just hate listening to their voice, like coming back at you? I don't know what it is, uh, but like hearing it uh, recorded or... I mean, yeah, I guess that's the only way you kind of hear it back. Hearing it recorded, I just always cringe. Well, a couple things I did notice, I didn't say the word um too much. I'm honestly kind of shocked. I definitely thought that was going to come out so much more. <laughs> uh, but I did realize what came out was my the teacher in me. Uh, sometimes I was listening and I was like, wow, I just repeated exactly what I said, but I phrased it a little differently. And then I'm like, well, you know what? I'm a teacher and that's kind of what I do all day long. I repeat things over and over and try to do it in different ways so my kids will understand. So apparently I just unconsciously do that now. So that's really fun. Um, I'll try to kind of reel that in, but if that happens, it's the teacher in me. Apparently, it's in my bones now. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Today, I am joined by Oliver in my little area. He is sleeping in between my weights, and there is a stray cat on my porch um, or my deck. I don't really know what to... my patio? I'm not really sure what to call this. We live in an apartment complex that has so many stray cats. Um, you know how when you walk outside of an apartment complex or a house and you're like, uh-oh, look out for dog poop. No, here you look out for cat poop. There's literally, I think, I want to say 15 plus cats here. Um, which, if you know me, you know I love cats, but... It's also really sad because they're stray cats, so <laughs> every now and then they show up. Um, and my cats are, my, my personal cats are always a little concerned. Anyway, cat tangent over. Let's get into the topic of episode number two. Um, for this second topic, or I guess, you know, really it's my first topic because nothing in episode one was me going really deep into any particular topic. It was kind of just an overview. So my first topic will be about why I chose that word resilient. 
Um, I mean, the name of my podcast is Living My Resilient Life Podcast. That's the name of my website. Um, if you follow me on social media, I use, um, oh, what do I call that? In that little tag header name part, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> There's so many different names for things, but it's about the, it's about resilient roller fitness. Um, I mean, I have the word resilient tattooed on my arm right now, right below my, right below my elbow. And I guess I haven't really spent a lot of time addressing why that word means so much to me and why that has impacted my life and why I continue to brand myself with that singular name. Um, So let's just go ahead and start with what the word resilient means. Um, A lot of people, well not a lot of people, but some people will ask me, what does that word mean? It's not a word that you typically use in everyday language. Um, It's not fair of me to say a lot of people because there are many people who do know what it means. But for those who don't, I looked up the definition especially for this and I even wrote it down. It says a person able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. And then there's a second definition that says an object able to recoil or spring back into shape after bending, stretching, or being compressed. Um, And I know that that second one I just talked about talks, I mean, it literally says an object, but I love the part where they talk about springing back into shape after being bent or stretched. Uh, For me, I take those Google dictionary (laughs) definitions to really mean strength, perseverance, not staying down, continuing to move forward, and not letting difficult situations win. Really, the whole thing is about strength. Um, I was looking back into some posts that I had made when I was brand new on with my Instagram, and there's one that I found from May 2019 that talked specifically about this word, and I the the quote I'm going to use is I'm actually quoting myself from 2019 <laughs> about almost almost a little over a year ago. I said that being resilient to me means getting back up when you are pushed down. It means adapting to unforeseen change. It means recovering from misfortune or any other bad circumstance. Being resilient is about being powerful. So if you were to take anything away from all of these definitions I gave you, whether I found them on the internet or the ones that I have taken as my own, strength and powerful. Those are really what I feel like that word means. And it means it, it it can mean it in so many different ways. I truly personally believe that every single person is resilient in their own unique way even if they don't see it themselves. There are some people who I talk to or if I learn their story, I'm like, wow, you are such a strong person. Life has thrown so much at you and you continue to show up every single day. And sometimes they don't really see it that way or it's so ingrained in their life and their day-to-day life. They, It's just their new normal. But 
from somebody who might not know that person very well, hearing their story and comparing it to, let's say, my normal, I, I, I'm just shocked by how strong they are. And so even when people might not know, like if you're sitting here listening saying, well, that word doesn't apply to me. I'm not resilient. I'm not strong. Um, not powerful. I don't persevere. You know, some days I just can't do it. I still think that this word resilient is what I would use to describe you. Every single person is resilient. And sometimes you need other people to kind of say that for you. So if you don't already know, you, the person listening, no matter what, no matter if I haven't ever met you, you are resilient for everything that you've done in your life, the obstacles you've overcome, and the fact that you continue to show up every single day. And now I'm going to jump off my soapbox for a minute and kind of talk about why I've kind of used this word as almost like my brand, my branding word. Can you have a branding word? A word that you use, Oliver, can you use a branding word? He doesn't, he's sleeping, he's not listening to me. Um, a word that I've used to brand myself, that's what I'll go with. So originally, it's actually kind of funny, I was starting my health and fitness Instagram page and kind of saying, okay, I want a fun, snappy, snappy name for this and I want to, you know, I want it to be really short, but I want it to be like, bam, out there. And as a teacher, I'm like, ooh, alliteration. You know, my last name is Roller. What can I find that starts with the letter R? And I was like, okay, uh, responsible, respectful, rock star, uh, really bad at coming up with names. <laughs> I was, I, I got on the computer and I looked up uh, R letter adjectives. I'm pretty sure that's what I typed in. And I was going through a couple things and I was like, no, this doesn't really quite fit. I mean, it's about health and wellness. I feel like responsible is a weird word to use. <laughs> and then I found the word resilient. And I actually didn't know what the word meant originally. And I had to kind of look it up. Like, you know, when you know what a word means, but you don't know it well enough to be able to describe it to someone else so you kind of have to look it up just to make sure that you're thinking of the correct word and that's when it says a person able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions and at that time when I was coming up with this health and fitness Instagram account I was actually in a tough time in my life um for a variety of different reasons. Everyone has those times in their lives that are that are harder than others, but being able to recover and withstand and come back, those really hit home for me and I was like, "Wow. I love what this word means." And so I just went with it. Um and over time, over the past probably about a year and a half now, that word has meant and turned into so much more. Um, I did end up, I think it was around 
December of 2019 when I decided that I wanted a reminder every single day that I am resilient and that I will continue to be resilient. And so I got that tattoo. Um, And I have two other tattoos that are not visible. I love them, but they don't really serve as a daily reminder because they are not visible. (laughs) Um, And as a teacher, I was really nervous to get anything that would be visible to my to my students, uh, my administration, uh, my my parents, um, and I was really nervous to do so. But because of what this word means and what it represents for not only me but for others, I I considered, you know, if I were to tell my students if they ask me what what's on your arm or what does that mean, and I explain it's about strength and perseverance. I personally think that's a great thing, a great vocabulary word to introduce to these students. And so I was like, you know what? I don't think this is something that needs to be covered up. Um, And I personally want it as a reminder for myself. And if I get to teach other people what that means, that's just one extra bonus point for me. Um, And so I kind of... I didn't really actually have an idea of what I wanted. I knew that I wanted the word resilient. And I looked up things on Pinterest because that's where you go to look up what you want for a tattoo. And I didn't really find anything that I wanted. Um, So I actually just went to the tattoo shop that I had heavily researched and looked into. And I said, look, I want this word. I want it here. I don't know what else I want with it. Can you come up with anything that might work for this word or the location or, you know, just knowing a little bit about me? And they came up with using watercolor. And I love it. I love that I can see it every day. I love that it's pretty. (laughs) I love that I can easily, like even during a workout, just all I have to do is look down for a little kick in the behind. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I like having that reminder on me of the fact that I've been resilient and will continue to be resilient. And so that word means so much more to me than when it did probably about a year and a half, maybe two years ago at this point. I'm not, 2020 has been a long year. I don't really know how long 2020 is anymore. I think that though it's been about a year and a half since I've chosen resilient just because it worked for alliteration with my last name. So it's funny to see how much, how much has grown from that. Um, and speaking of 2020, Good reminder to everyone that they are resilient even during a pandemic. Even in the smallest of things, you can be resilient. Even if you're just in your house, showing up every day for yourself is being resilient. Um, Getting out of bed, you're being resilient. Um, Going to work, if you're an essential worker, you are 
very much being resilient, and we thank you for everything that you're doing. Uh, for all of my fellow teachers out there who are going back to school, whether you are at home, you are actually at school, or you're with students, you are being resilient. So that's just another, that's just a good time and opportunity for me to remind you of how resilient you are and to give yourself a lot of credit because things are not easy right now. Um, and then I guess I'll go into the second part of this podcast is talking about my own personal examples of what I feel like it means to be resilient. Um, and of course, these are only, these are unique situations for me. Um, but the reason I'm sharing them is that, you know, you might hear a couple stories and say, oh, you know what? I had a similar time uh, for such and such reason. Or, you know what? I can really relate to the story she's telling me right now. Um, that is just my extra third reminder that you are also resilient if you can relate. And if you can't, I still think you're resilient. Pretty sure this whole podcast is just me telling you how resilient you are. Alrighty. <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and share a few examples. I mentioned that when I was when I was coming up with the word resilient, that it was during a tough year for me. Um, one of the biggest reasons it was a tough year for me is it was my second year ever of teaching. Um, of course, you know, your first year teaching is by far one of the most difficult years for me so far. And I've only been teaching, I'm coming into my fourth. Uh, for me, my second year of teaching was actually probably my toughest thus far. And this is for a variety of different reasons. Um, one of the reasons that this was really difficult for me was that I was starting to take control and make changes to better my personal mental health. Uh, for a long, long time, I was in denial, being like, oh, everyone gets stressed out, or, you know, everyone has anxiety from time to time, and I was just not willing to accept that I may need to take control and ask for help. Uh, asking for help is never easy. Uh, even just asking for help, like my students will ask me for help on a test or an assignment, and I know that they struggle just to raise their hand. Uh, some people, it's easier for them to ask than others, but generally it's always a little nerve-wracking. And to ask for help because you know that you're not functioning at 100% is not easy. And then deciding after you've asked for help, having to continue to work and to make those changes is, oh, it is, it takes a lot out of you and it really makes you have to think about so many things about yourself that you haven't thought about before. Uh, for anyone else who has experienced this or um, has experienced with just even asking for help, you get me. And for those who have uh, been in therapy or continue to be in therapy and you continue to work on yourselves, one, that's amazing. I think every single person should have access to therapy and to be able to help process feelings and come up with coping skills. 
I think everyone should have that opportunity regardless of anyone's situation. But for those of you who are currently doing that, uh, you know how hard that is and how draining that is. Um, So that was a hard year for that reason. And also just I personally had a tough teaching year uh, for different reasons with my district or um, people at my campus. And I'm not I'm not going to go around pointing fingers and I'm not going to go into super um, vivid details or anything like that because it's not, it involves people who are not me and they don't have the chance to share their side and it just, it, it's not fair to publicly put someone in that, in this position. But it wasn't a great year for me. I ended up transferring to a different district for a lot of different reasons, but having to go through a year as a still new teacher where it was just really not a great environment for me was really hard. Um, I actually, uh, for a while, actually considered not going back into teaching for, I guess that would be for the year of 2019 to 2020. I almost didn't teach that year just because I needed I needed a break, I needed an out, I needed anything but what I was showing up to work for. Um, And I am so happy that I did not quit teaching because making that change and switching to a new school and switching my my own mindset and the way that I viewed things made so much of a difference making that change. I know that I would have regretted not continuing my teaching career, knowing that there's somewhere and different situations where you can truly be happy in that career. Because my to my teachers out there, you know how much it takes out of you just being a teacher. And when there's extra obstacles in the way, it can make your job feel impossible. So I didn't, I luckily, it doesn't feel as impossible as it did that second year of teaching. But overall, between my teaching career and working on myself, that was a really rough year. Um, And so for me, sometimes I will be having a really rough time. And I'm reminded, I remind myself of my resilience during that second year of teaching. Um, Another example would be moving across the country. I mentioned this a little bit in my first episode, but I went from Minnesota, currently move in Texas, and I moved down there just with whatever was going to fit in my car. I didn't have furniture that I was bringing with me. I just packed up my little Honda Accord and just drove down to Texas to live with a roommate that I had never met before. Um, And I really didn't know many people. The only people that I did know were I had a few friends who student taught down here and then also decided to move down here. But I was leaving behind all of my friends that I had grown up with, all of my family members who, for a lot of my family members, live very close to me. And so I was leaving all of this comfort that I had and I moved down to Texas. And that was not an easy transition. You don't have that 
support system that you did before. Um, and it was just very different and scary. And it was the first time I was an adult and I had to do adult things <laughs> like, you know, taxes and change oil and I don't know, figure out lease agreements and deposits and it's just too many adult things. <laughs> and I was doing this in a state that I didn't know and in a state where there are hurricanes and really hot weather. And just even the weather was different. Everything was different. Um, and so that was, that was definitely a time of being resilient. Um, another, another act of being resilient, which is even even a little bit is is smaller than moving across the country and smaller than a rough year of teaching and smaller than mental health, but it's the act of saying no. Um, I am so much a yes man kind of person, um, or I guess yes woman, uh, <laughs> and I am so bad at saying no to things. For me, the act of saying no to an invitation or an in or going somewhere or just saying no to something is me being resilient because it's not easy and I had to re work really hard to set up boundaries so that way I didn't give all of my energy to every every single person who asked something of me because otherwise I was I had no time for myself. And so by saying no and working on those boundaries, I was able to focus more on what I needed. But I got to say, guys, it is not easy to say no to things, especially when they're coming from people that you really care about. Um, that could be family members or friends asking to take a trip or hang out on the weekend or make this phone call at this time or um, or even just at school. You know, I'm so passionate about what I do. Sometimes I take on too much. There's always something to do. Um, and having to say no to things and feel like I'm letting someone down or, you know, that I am you know, disappointing them a little bit because I said no. No one likes to be told no to an invitation, but I sometimes you've got to do that. I'm not saying you got to say no all the time, but sometimes you have to say no to make that time for yourself, which you so desperately need. Um, and those are just a few examples of being resilient. Uh, like I said earlier, they come in all unique shapes and sizes. Some are really big. Some are really small. The most important thing is, though, that all of those ways still mean that you are resilient, you are strong, and you are powerful. And I, I, I probably can't even count. I want to say four, but it's probably more than that how many times I've told you that you are resilient, but... There's your last one, um, if you relate it to any of my examples. Um, it's just a good reminder. It's good to see that strength in you. And that's why I've gotten it tattooed on my arm. That's why this is the name of my podcast. That's why I've 
named my website that, my health and fitness. That's just kind of what I've decided will be my brand. And I wanted to take the time this episode to talk about why I've chosen that. And yeah, I'll have to listen back, see how many times I've said um or repeated myself because I'm a teacher. But other than that, I think this is the end of episode two. So thank you so much to every single person who has taken the time to listen to this episode. I hope that this can help you in any way, honestly, in any way, if this is helpful, or even if it's just a good reminder that you are strong, that's great. I've done my job. Um, So yeah, I hope that you have a great rest of your day, rest of your week. I'm not sure when this is going to be posted, (laughs) but I just hope that you have a great rest of your day. I think I can probably leave it at that. (laughs) 